Well, are you awake out there? Amen. Thank you, Ron and worship team, for blessing us with song and music and just the joy of the Lord is our strength. Praise God. Are, are you glad that you're saved? Are you glad that you know the Lord? Are you glad that you're going to heaven? Amen? Amen. What, where would we be without the Lord? We'd be wandering around, wondering what are we supposed to do, how are we supposed to act, what's our purpose in life. But God, when he took us, he grabbed us. He showed us purpose. He gave us a, a plan for our lives. He filled us with his spirit, gave us life, and gave us a reason for living. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for rescuing us. Thank you for coming and grabbing us, Lord, interrupting our lives. Call, he called us before the foundation of the world. He knew us when we were in our mother's womb. Even before, he said, I have a plan. I have a purpose for your life, and I'm going to show it to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. I, I just sense the presence of the Lord here for a moment. I just want to stop and let him touch you and talk to you and know that you belong to him and he belongs to you. There's a union there. Our spirit is joined with his spirit and it cries out, Abba, Father, Father God, Happy God, Daddy God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for visiting your people. Thank you, Jesus that you know each of us by name. You know the numbers of hairs on our head. Thank you, Lord God. You know our thoughts are far off. Your thoughts towards us are more countless than the sand in the sea. And they're all good. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. In Jesus' name. I have called you for a purpose church. I've called you to do my work. And when you do my work, I'll reward you and bless you and take care of you. So follow my lead and follow my guide, for I am your Lord. Amen. Amen. That's found in 1 Corinthians 12, where if a person has a, a tongue, there's an interpretation that follows it. And so as Don was led by the Spirit, I just followed along and asked the Lord to give us the interpretation and so uh, there is tongue, and there has to be interpretation. So that's in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We want to be biblical, amen? amen? We want to follow the Lord. But so good to have the Spirit of the Lord here, amen. amen, to talk to us and speak to us. The Bible says if you're an unbeliever and you hear someone give a tongue, you say, oh, the Lord is surely in this place, amen? amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen, amen, amen. Well, uh, let's pray before I give the message. I always found out that if I pray first, I do better. Amen. <laughs> what a surprise that is. <laughs> How about in your life when you get up in the morning? When you pray, your day goes better, doesn't it? Amen. Life goes better with prayer. No, not Coke. Prayer. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so let's pray together. Father, thank you for bringing us together today to hear your word. We rejoice in you, Lord. We thank you that you're a God whom we serve, whom we love. And thank you, Lord God, for guiding my mouth to speak your words. In Jesus' name, amen. So all this week, the Lord has been impressing upon me to ask this question to us all. Is our life pleasing to God? 
That's something we have to kind of consider, isn't it? We're always thinking, God, can you please me? God, can you take care of me? God, are you answering my prayers? But God wants to know, are you pleasing? We want to know, are, we, are you pleasing to him? Are you doing those things that he's happy and pleased with? You know, he told, uh, when he came down, when Jesus was being baptized, he said, this is my beloved son, what? In whom I am well pleased. He didn't, he could have just said, this is my son, listen to him. No, he said, I'm well pleased. So if it was good enough for Jesus to please the Father, so to us, we have to please the Father. What did Jesus say? I always do those things that please the Lord. Now, a lot of times we exaggerate, don't we? You know, you, you always get into trouble. You, you, you always say the wrong thing. And, and, and we say those things, but it can't be 100% always getting in trouble. But Jesus said, I always do those things. So he, he wasn't exaggerating. He means everything the Lord is speaking to him, he is following. That's what we have to do in our life. Praise the Lord. So we're going to have a lead-off scripture here from Sister Bindi, and uh, she's, she's going to give us a scripture from uh, the book of uh, Thessalonians in the land of Thessalonica, and I, I like that city. Isn't that a nice city to be from? Thessalonica. Oh, what, is, what a beautiful city that is, right? I just picture it with springs and gardens and trees and everything, and it's in northern Greece. So let's hear what Paul said to the Thessalonians. Well, good morning, New Heart, and welcome to the day that the Lord has made. I am gladly going to be reading from 1 Thessalonians 4.1. Finally then, brothers and sisters, you know how we instructed you to live in order to please God. And in fact, you now are doing. But we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. May you be blessed with this morning's sermon. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Good job, Bindi. Amen. So what it's saying here is, you know, we taught you how to please the Lord, and you're doing it. But you need to continue to do it more and more. You can't coast, you can't relax, you can't glide into heaven, amen? You have to please the Lord day after day. I have to please my wife day after day, amen? I can't take a day off. <laughs> she wakes up and says, what's for breakfast today? <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's, well, there's the refrigerator and there's the stove. What do you think, amen? <laughs> but it, it has to be... A constant, steady effort to please the Lord. Amen? He's there. He's wanting to spend life and time with us. We have to be there with him. So you might say, well, Pastor Chuck, aren't we all accepted in the Lord when we get saved? Yes, we're accepted in the Lord. But you want to be pleasing to him. Have you ever had family members that just kind of rub you the wrong way? Kind of, kind of displease you a little bit? Well, you can't throw them out of the family, can you? So we're in the family of God. Can't, God can't throw us out, but he has to work with us. Amen? Do they do things that just work your last nerve? Amen. Do they do things that make you want to disown them? Even my own mother tried to disown me. She, I, you know, maybe I did something that didn't please her. She'd say, I, I disown you. I said, you can't disown me. 
I was born, you were there. You can't erase what had happened. You can't reverse the fact that I'm your son. She said, okay, okay, whatever. (laughs) So, you know, even God told Moses that he wanted to disown his people, wanted to disinherit him, them. Can you believe that? Because he showed them the promised land. They went in, they go, well, the, there's, the men in there are like giants. We're like grasshoppers. We can't go in there. Let's go back to Egypt. He, this is what he said in Numbers 14, 11 through 12. Then the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people reject me? How long will they not believe me with all the signs which I have performed among them? Next scripture says, I will strike them with pestilence and disinherit them, and I will make you a nation even greater than they. Can you believe God said that? So I'm, I'm up to here. My mom says, I'm up to here with you. I go, Mom, wouldn't something come out of your mouth if you up to here? No. But Moses said he had to, I didn't say it, you know. In those days, you don't talk back to your mom and your dad. You, 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 you whatever. Then, you know, 15 years later, you had a response. Well, what I should have said was, (laughs) but not then, amen? But Moses said, you can't disown them. You can't disinherit them. You're you're a compassionate God. You're a long-suffering God. He said, okay, I won't uh, disown them, but they're not going to get into the promised land. None of them are going to get in. Only their children are going to get in. The Lord was displeased with them. So we want to know... if we're pleasing to the Lord. Now, in case you get nervous that the Lord might wipe you out, there's, there's other scriptures that I lean on, like in Psalms 145, verses 8 and 9. And I, 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 when I mess up, I talk to the Lord about this. I said, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion. Hallelujah. Slow to anger and great in mercy. Lord, thank you for your slowness to anger, your greatness in mercy. I need some mercy here. And, his, and the Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies over how many of his works? I'm one of his works. You're one of his works. His tender mercies are oh, tender, tender, loving, kind, considerate. Praise God. So the Lord was merciful to the children of Israel, but they just rebelled against them too many times, too long, for too many years. Well, you know, we want to do those things that are pleasing. You know, in the Old Testament, you know, God has emotions. Did you know that? He has emotions. He said, Jacob have I loved, but Esau I have, anybody know? Hated. Wow, that's a strong translation, isn't it? Yeah, I, I hate it. Well, see, that's the translation. But to say it in a little bit easier way, it was more like I, le- I love you less than someone else. Praise God. Jesus used that in Luke when he was talking about some people. Uh, Luke 14, verses 26, it says, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life, cannot be my disciple. Well, that's, that's kind of hard. I, when I first read that, I go, hate? I got to hate my mother and my father? No, just love them less. Love me more. So the easy-to-read translation would be, if you come to me but will not leave your family, you cannot be my follower. You must love me more than your father, your mother, your wife, your children, your brothers and sisters, even more than your own life. So we're not trying to earn God's love. He loves us. But we want to please Him for all the wonderful things that He's done for us. Like what, Pastor Chuck? Well, remember when you were at the end of your rope 
at the edge of the cliff, at the bottom of the barrel, God reached down and grabbed you, picked you out of the miry clay, gave you a, a place to go, a thing to do when you had a roadblock in your life, when you had nowhere to go, you were at a dead end. God said, I have a plan for you. I'm here to save you and rescue you and give you a life and give you a purpose. And you said, I'm in. I'm all in. And all of a sudden, your life began. All of a sudden, now you have hope and you could do things. Praise God. He came to heal us, help us, provide us, deliver us. So what do you do with someone that does that and is so good to you? Even when you were running away from him, had no place for him, he still came and loved you. What do you do? How do you pay someone back for that? Well, it's in Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you, I urge you, I beg you, it says, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies, your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable service. It just makes sense. If he, the Bible says what? You're bought with a price. He bought all of you, mind, body, spirit, your mind. You belong to the Lord. Amen? The Bible says when you're, you're one with the Lord, you belong to him. So what do you do? How do you pay him back? Well, you give him your life. The Bible says to know how to possess your vessel in sanctification and honor. Don't be doing those things that he doesn't want you to do. You know, your body is the temple of the Lord. We, can't, we shouldn't be doing things that we're not supposed to do. Use your members to righteousness. And the second thing is be conformed, no, be not conformed to this world, world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind has to be renewed. Amen? You know, God thinks, I mean, he knows what you're thinking. That's pretty, you know, like you can't even keep a secret in your mind. <laughs> the Bible says he knows your thoughts are far off. Before they even get to you, he already knows what you're going to think. Oh, man, what kind of God is this? So you can't have private thoughts. God said, I, I don't like what you're thinking right there. But I didn't say it. Well, you thought it. Amen. What does it say? If you see a woman and have lust in your heart, you've already sinned against them. Oh, my gosh, what, wash my brain, Lord. <laughs> Cleanse me from all unrighteousness, amen? So we have to know how to possess our, our, our vessel because we are, when we become saved, when we come into the family of God, we automatically become soldiers in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord, I'm a soldier. In the army of the Lord, I'm a soldier. In the army of the Lord. So you all are in the army. Did you know that? Now let's demonstrate that uh, if, if we might. Uh, because I like to do visual so people can get an, uh, you know, an understanding and just you know, seek it, seek, set it into your heart. So if I could get a volunteer to be a soldier... Um, no, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm doing this, okay? <laughs> you know, her daughter is that way in children's church. You know, she'll take charge. She'll go, okay, I got it, Marianne. Here, here, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> no. Vanessa didn't know. Oh, uh, 
Uh, I'm sorry, Larry, but this is already pre-planned. <laughs> but I'll remember you for the next time, for sure. Amen. <laughs> I, I really didn't think I was going to get any volunteers, okay? Praise the Lord. So, so, sir, yeah, would you please come up and let me have the microphone for him. Amen. Here, come a little closer here. You have this mic right here. So uh, the scripture in 2 Timothy 2.4 says, No soldier entangles himself with the affairs of this life, but that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. So we should be focused on pleasing the Lord. Amen? Not on cell phones and social media, movies, TV, eating, all those kinds of things. And my wife says, is your girlfriend your phone, or what is this? <laughs> How did that come up? I don't know. So let's demonstrate that, okay? Uh, excuse me, sir, but um, uh, let me get my script here. Uh, what's, your, what's your name, by the way? Joe Machado. Joe Machado. Okay. Have I ever met you before? Absolutely. Uh, I've, you've been, I've been coming to us. I've been coming to Sunday every single week. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. You sit right over there, right, Joe? Yes. Come over here so everybody can see you. Okay, uh, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes, I have. Well, because of that, you know, you're automatically enlisted and enrolled in the Army of the Lord. Did you know that? I'm a soldier in the Army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the Army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's enough, soldier. Now, stand at attention, please. Stick your chest out. Put your shoulders back. Tuck in your stomach. Okay. <laughs> now, yeah. what I want you to do, please, is stand over here, and I want you to watch and pray, okay, as a soldier, okay? Because these people are starting to get tired I've been up here a little bit. They've been singing and dancing and everything. I want you to pray so they stay awake and so they're focused, okay? Can you do that for me, soldier? Okay, Pastor. I can do that. Okay. All right. So, um, like I said, the scripture is 2 Timothy 2.4, no soldier entangles himself with the things of the world. Doesn't look at, you know, what's happening, oh, but wow. is concerned about the things of the Lord, how he may please him as an enlisted so, oh, gee. <laughs> excuse, what, what are you doing? I'm just keeping up on the, on the news. Uh, I, I usually like to follow up on that, uh, you know, what's happening, you know, current events. Oh, okay, look, look, give me that magazine. Okay, give me that, give me that. You, you need to be focused and praying, watch and pray, all right? Are you a following the message? Absolutely, Pastor. Okay, all right, all right. You can count on me. Okay, good, that's good, okay. <laughs> so no soldier entangles himself with the affairs of the life of, the, of this life, but is yes, concerned yes, about how he may please his father. Is that not right? Amen. Oh boy, oh no, that's not right. What, 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 what are you doing now? Oh, I'm just talking to some of my friends. You know, find out what they're doing, and uh, well, I got a text, and I just wanted to see what's up. Ha have you been not watching TV? Don't you know what they do in England at Buckingham Palace? They stay focused, straight ahead, looking and praying. That's what you need to do. Give me that phone. Okay. 
Absolutely, for Pastor. Out loud. I was going to put that away yeah. and uh, just, you know, do what you say, you know, watch and pray. Yes. I got it. You got it? Okay, good. Whew, this is a tough soldier I got here. But we got to condition him, right? Got to get him focused. You know, it might take some time here, but no soldier entangles himself with the affairs of this life, but that he may please him who has enlisted him. What, what, are, what are you doing now? You're going to eat this. I was hungry, and so I decided I'd go, ahead, I'd go ahead and eat something. Now, listen, soldier, you can't eat and pray at the same time. You can do one or the other. Give me, the, give me this. Give me this. For crying out loud. All right. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, pastor. Can, can you do that? Yes, can you, I, I can do this that. This is your last chance, okay? What I'll do is I will watch and pray uh, just like you said. Okay, yeah, just like I said, okay? In the beginning, right? <laughs> yeah, of <Okay>. course. <laughs> so you have to be a soldier in the army of the Lord. You have to, the Bible says you have to be a watchman on the wall to step. Well, I lost my soldier here. He's not a very good soldier, is he? No, but guess what? Are you a good soldier? Are you, are you following the Lord when the Lord wakes you up and tells you to pray? Do you get up and pray, or do you tell your body, you know, like, or does the body, your body tell you, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm not getting up. <laughs> your mind says, you got to be crazy. And your spirit says, okay, whatever. Let's just go back to bed. No, you have to be, a, you know, sleeping. The, Jesus, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he wanted the, soul, the, uh, the apostles to pray, and what were they doing? Sleeping. Sleeping. He came in and says, can't you just pray for an hour? The, you know, spirit is willing, but your flesh is really weak. They said, okay, Jesus, we'll do it. And he went and prayed and came back, and guess what? They're sleeping again. And then he went back, and he came, and they were sleeping again. Is that us? <laughs> He wakes us up at 3, we pray for a little bit, go back to sleep, comes back, can't you just pray with me one hour? I'm talking about my own self here, praise the Lord. <laughs> so let's talk about some things that we can do to, to please the Lord. We already got two already, right? Uh, present your bodies a living sacrifice, renew your mind so that you can do the things of the Lord. Get your mind your is a dangerous thing, you know what I mean? Your mind is your control center, and it'll do things that you don't want it to do. But you have control over your mind. Did you know that? You can tell your mind what to, what to think. You're, you're not like, oh, I'm just, I'm just caught up in this thought. No, you, you can tell yourself, I forgive that person. I'm not going to think about this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. Amen? You have to be determined. That's how the great athletes and musicians and anybody that's successful, they're focused on what they're supposed to do. And that's what we have to do. So let's look at some things here. Uh, that we can please the Lord with. In 1 Thessalonians 2 and 4, the Bible says that God is pleased when we share the gospel. Yes. Let's look at this. Verse 4 says, But as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but pleasing God who tests our hearts. Amen? Don't you feel good when you share the gospel? When you tell people about the Lord and you just feel the presence of the Lord, he's speaking through you and you say, oh, I've done a good thing. Because Jesus came, what, to save those that were lost. Right. You're doing his work and his will and he's empowering you and strengthening you and encouraging you. And he's, he's saying, well done, 
thou good and faithful servant. Amen? So when you share the gospel, and sometimes you may not lead them to the Lord. Sometimes it's just a seed that you plant. Maybe it's just a smile and tell them I'm a Christian and, and you, you would be a good Christian. <laughs> you have a great personality, great spirit about you. You can say things. Just use your, let the Lord use your personality in whatever you do. Praise God. And, and so you can, be, you can be a seed planter. So the, the fourth thing, let's look at this. Here's another thing that we can do in Hebrews 13, 16. It says, do not forget or neglect to do kindness and good to be generous and distribute and contribute to the needy of the church for such sacrifices, what, are pleasing to the Lord, to God. You know, it's amazing when you start studying something, you see all these scriptures that talk about we're supposed to be pleasing to the Lord, that there's things that we do. He says, I'm pleased with that. Don't you want to please your father? I mean, I, I was so excited when Don Vanessa they were pleased to have their son do the scripture reading last week. He did a beautiful job, and they were happy. The Bible says, a wise son makes a glad father. Amen? Amen. Amen. So if we're wise, and if we do those things that please the Lord, he's happy, he's glad, and he's blessed. And he, we're going to talk about some benefits that we get from pleasing the Lord. How many like the benefits? I, I like the benefits. I like the benefit package when you sign a contract. Well, what, what are the benefits? You know, do I get insurance? Do I get <laughs> 401k? What, what do I get? Amen? In fact, David said that when he said, they said, uh, who, who, what's the reward for killing that giant? He asked him a couple of times, what, what's the reward again? Oh, you mean I, get, I, get, I don't have to pay taxes? I get to marry the, the king's daughter? Hmm, sounds pretty good. And so that's, that's what he asked. So I like to know what the benefits are. Praise the Lord. So uh, we, but besides the, the benefits, we should do it just to please the Lord. Praise God. Now, in Titus, it says that we should be zealous to do good works. Zealous. You know what zealous means, right? Can't wait. Got to do it. Looking for somebody. Can I help somebody? Can I bless somebody? Cheryl, the other week, brought a bag of groceries. She said, does, he, does anybody need these? I go, I don't know. I'll look around. Found somebody. They were happy. They ate them. They thanked her. Amen? Zealous to do good works. Amen? I was talking to, talking to Jerry the other night. He had to go to, uh, check his knee out when he was having knee surgery. He needed somebody to drive him. A friend of his, a neighbor, came and said, I'll drive you. He tried to pay him. He said, no, no, I just want to do this for you. Zealous for good works continually. Amen? And then it says you must maintain them. Don't just do it once. Well, you know, back way back when, I, I remember I helped somebody out. No, what about today? What about tomorrow? Amen. Praise the Lord. We have to do that. I like Bindi because she gets excited when she gives the snacks to the youth and to the children. She said, you know, we were saying, well, we don't want to overuse her, overwork her. And I said, no, that's her gifting. So I called Bindi. She said, I'm so glad you called me. I'm so glad. I, I, I'll I'll go this week. I'll get them for you. I, I enjoy that. And she comes with her son, and they're just happy to do it. Amen. Zealous of good works. Amen. Maintain them. Continue to do them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So what do we got so far? We got to present your bodies a living sacrifice. That means be holy. Be holy. Amen. Don't do those things that you're not supposed to do. Conform your, your mind. Amen. Your thoughts. Yeah. Right? Don't be thinking bad thoughts. Don't even, don't even try to get on the Internet and let those things seep into you. 
And it'll take days to get rid of them sometimes. You go like, what? How did that get in there? You get that thing out, 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 out. The Bible, there's a scripture that says that the blood uh, of Jesus cleanses our consciousness from dead works. Lord, I ask you that your blood would just cleanse my consciousness, cleanse my mind that I may be holy and acceptable in your sight. Praise the Lord. So we want to do that. We want to cleanse our mind. Uh, we want to uh, present our bodies. What's the third thing? i got to go back and look and see. Huh? Share the gospel. Amen. How many are going to share the gospel this week? Wouldn't that be a good idea? Lord, I want to please you. Lord, open, give me an opportunity, an open door. Even Paul prayed for that, that the door of utterance would be given unto me, that I might open my mouth boldly to speak the mystery of the gospel. It's a mystery to those that don't know the Lord. You mean the Lord loves me? He has a plan for me? He cares about me? He loves me even the way I am? Yes, he does. And you have to have that spirit on the inside of you to impart that to them. You want to please the Lord? Yeah, share the gospel. Uh, what's the number four? Oh, do good. Do good. What does it say about Jesus in Acts 10, 38? That how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about, what, doing good. Do it. Look, can I do good today? I know when I first got saved, I was 30 years old. I hadn't done anything for the Lord. I told him, don't come yet, Lord. Please, don't come. I haven't done anything for you. I need to get some eternal rewards, and I need to pile them up so that when I get there, you can say, well, good job, son. And you, you might say, well, Pastor, are you just looking only for rewards? No, but you know what? When you get there, you're going to probably want some. Amen? So I'm pushing you a little bit. Amen? He wants to reward you. He said his reward will be with, you in, with him in his hand when he comes to get you. Amen? He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. All right. Praise God. So we got those things. Now, we can't do it in our own strength. You know that, right? We have to have the strength of the, of the Lord. And in Colossians 3, 16 through 17, it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And that word richly means lavishly, extravagantly, rich. In other words, it's bubbling over on the inside of you. The word of God, you just speak it. You just live it. You just do it. Amen? It's the word of God dwelling. Dwell, what's dwelling mean? That means it stay there. It's there. Amen? You see somebody that needs help, all of a sudden the Lord will speak to your heart. Go over there. Talk to them. Help them. You know, I had a dream last night that there was somebody, I was driving and they were walking down the street, kind of in a hurried, hurried fashion. And I'm dreaming this and I pull my car over and says, do you need, a, do you need to get somewhere fast? I, can I take you wherever you're going? And they said, no, 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 it's okay. Uh, we're fine. And I'm going like, and then I woke up and I go, oh, that was a dream. <laughs> I'm dreaming to do good. Amen. <laughs> That's, I, I said, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Praise the Lord. So it says here in verse 17, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So someone taught me one time, when you give somebody some money or you do something, say, the Lord impressed me to give this to you. The Lord did, because that way they see that the Lord, that their prayers are being answered. The Lord is giving it to them. Otherwise, you're just being a humanitarian. You're just saying, hey, I'm doing this because I'm a good person. No, it's the Lord doing it. So whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? I see you guys are getting empowered. I see you guys are wanting to do, wanting to run out of here and do some good things. Amen? 
Because we, we can't just go around doing whatever we want to do. We can't just please ourselves. But God has served, saved us, so we want to serve him. We want to please him. We want to do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Amen? So here's another thing. Now, this is a hard one. We're getting harder. This is, uh, this is for adults and children. It says in Colossians 3.20, Obey your parents. Yikes. That's, <laughs> I think the youth have wiped that out of the Bible. Children have said we don't need to obey our parents. We are our own people now. We're independent. We can do whatever we want to do. Is, have you encountered that? I'm not doing that. <laughs> you, I don't think so. <laughs> so we, I know when, when we sat down with, with Charles when he was growing up, there's that scripture, there's honor your father and your mother and all these scriptures that you had to do to, to take care of your parents. And she, he started crying. I said, what are you crying about? Said, you guys are teaming up on me. <laughs> It's two against one. I mean, why, why are you hitting me with all this stuff? Because he wants to do good, amen? So when I was a child, I always obeyed my mom and my dad. All my life, well, in their presence, let's say it that way. When I got out, well, that's a different story. But all my life, my dad was always very kind to me. He always asked me what I needed. Do you need anything, son? Can I help you with anything? What do you need? And uh, he never, in fact, he never hit me all the days. Of my, never hit me. Never hit me. Kind, considerate. Now, that was my mom's job. She had the spatula. You know, some people have a switch that's out, uh, outside in, in the, you know, a tree, a switch that they would hit, hit you with. My mom, she didn't go that far. She just went to grab the spatula and bam. Yeah, and then after I got a little older, they started breaking, so she said, I'll oh, forget it. It's not going to work. <laughs> so, so, so you have to be kind to your parents even when you're older. You have to honor them. So my dad always being kind to me, always loving, but when he turned 90, he started getting dementia, and he started getting paranoid. And so when we'd go over and visit him, and after we left... He would call me up, and he says, I'm missing some doilies. I'm missing this. Did you guys take it? No, Pop, we didn't take it. Oh, come on, you know, you guys, you come over here, and you, you take my stuff, and you do all this stuff. I go, Dad, come on. You know that ain't me. I, I don't do that. So I went over there to talk to him, and, and he didn't cuss me out, but he may as well have. I mean, he just said, you're no good. You've never been any good. You know, I, I don't know why, you know, you do these things. You take things. I go, Dad. I wouldn't do that. So I just waited a minute, and I said, you want to go get a hamburger? He goes, yeah, okay, let's go get a hamburger. Because he had dementia, so he forgot what he just said. <laughs> One of my friends said, you know what you should do is every time he asks you where you're going or what you're doing, just change the answer every time and see if he catches on, you know. Because we'd be going to a birthday party, for my sister, and he said, where are we going? We're going to a birthday party, Dad. Okay. One minute later, where are we going again? Birthday party for your daughter. Oh, yeah. And he would keep doing it. But I would never, ever do that to my dad because I got God watching over me. Honor your father and your mother. Obey your parents. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So obey your parents, you know, to a, to a point. I mean, you, you can't do wrong, but 
You have to honor them, even if they're doing wrong. And God will bless you. He will reward you. Ephesians 5, 8 and 10 says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light and find out what pleases the Lord. You find out. You do. When you do something, the Lord will reassure you and show you and tell you you're doing the right thing. Praise God. I always feel good when I'm, uh, when I'm doing good <laughs> and I'm helping others. I, when I give up something to be with him, to when I isolate myself and say, Lord, I'm going to spend time with you. When I resist temptation, when I encourage someone, I feel good. I feel like I'm pleasing the Lord. I'm sowing to the Spirit. Amen? Amen? Here comes another hard thing, and then we're going to get to the benefits. You ready for the benefits yet? No, not yet. Okay. You ready for this? Watch your mouth. And what you think, let's look at this. In Psalms 19:14, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Say, Lord, leave me alone, okay? Let me have my own thoughts. No, you can't even have your own thoughts. He says, let it be pleasing to you, my, my words. You ever, you ever listen to yourself talk? Oh, it's a frightful experience. <laughs> Sometimes you need to just put a tape recorder on and listen to yourself talk, you know. You're not as pleasant as you think you were, you know. You got some sarcasm. <laughs> you got some criticism. <laughs> you got some downward thinking, amen. So, so because if you're, not that, if you're not that pleasant around people, they won't invite you to the party. They, they, they won't invite you. They won't invite you over. They won't say, well, come on over and spend some time with us. You don't get those invitations. No, don't, don't invite that guy. Mm -mm, don't, mm -mm. don't even do that. Okay. <laughs> Colossians 1.10. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, fully, completely, totally, completely pleasing to him. Now, we're not going to be perfect. We know that. There's going to be some rocks in the way, but you just keep going. You just keep going and believing God. It says of Enoch, what? He was taken up because God uh, commended him as one who was pleasing God. Do you know, do, you, do, you get, do we get the message? Is your life pleasing to God? Are you just going to, you know, coast in with a C minus? <laughs> Are you going to try to get an A plus? Yeah. My son always wanted to get an A plus. He always asked, someone told him at church one time, if you want to get an A, ask the teacher, what does it take to get an A? So he would go there and say, what does it take to get an A? And they'd tell him, and he'd go, he would do it and get A pluses. Praise God. I wasn't that fortunate. I was like, what does it take to get a B? <laughs> All right. So recap, I've got them listed here so I don't have to try to remember them. The recap on things that please God. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Renew your mind. Be not entangled in the world. Share the gospel. Be kind and do good. Be kind. Be kind. Obey your parents and watch your mouth and the meditation of your heart. That's a pretty tall assignment, isn't it? Okay, I give up, Lord. Okay, just take me now. I can't do all that. <laughs> <laughs> but let's look at some benefits. You want some benefits? Can I get an amen? Or should we just like, for, that's it? No, benefits. Okay. Now, these are good benefits. Let's look at it. In 1 John 3, 22, and whatever we ask 
we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are what? Pleasing in his sight. I didn't write this. This is the Bible. If you do his commandments and are pleasing in his sight, you can ask whatever, whatever you desire. But your desire should be of the Lord. Your, your desire should be one of, my desire is that you all be healthy. My desire is that you all walk in the fullness of life. My desire is that you be happy and pleasant and, and cheerful. That's my desire. That's what God's desire is for us. That's what I pray. That's what we pray on Wednesday night, that people get healed, that they would get jobs, they would get their cars fixed, all the things that need to happen. Praise God. We have to navigate through, through troubles, but whenever you um, please the Lord, Whatever you ask, you know, it's so easy when you're pleasing the Lord. It's not like you have to talk him into it or anything. He says, you're already doing those things that please him. If you're a son or a daughter and you're doing those things that your parents want to do, of course they give you the car keys to the car. Of course they buy you whatever you need, right? If you're pleasing to the Father. Second thing is in uh, Psalms 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord. Delight, delight, delight. Get excited about being with him. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Some one married man came to me and said, my wife, she has all these desires. <laughs> but didn't the Bible say that he would meet your needs and not your desires? I go, yeah, well, and, and your desires. It says here, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give. He says, but I don't have enough money for all the desires. <laughs> well, that's where sometimes the wife has to do the believing. Amen? Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you. We've learned that, you know, in time, we can't always have what we need right away. But when we believe together, God brings it to pass. Okay? Here's a couple more. Proverbs 16, 7. We're talking about benefits. When a man ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace. Oh, what a promise that is. Anybody have any enemies out there? There's a couple people raised their hand. There, there was one minister... He said, anybody have any uh, enemies out there? And just about everybody raised their hand except one old lady in the back. And he said, ma'am, you don't have any enemies? She goes, no, I outlived them all. <laughs> but it's amazing to see your enemy turn around and be at peace with you. I talk about, well, I got a call from a, 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 a lady from our previous church. And she said, Pastor, would you pray for me? I'm in trouble. I go, okay, what? What's the problem? I said, my neighbor. My neighbor has a dog that keeps coming over, pooping on my lawn, and they're not, they don't even care. They just, just go on their business. And I told them, could you please, you know, have your dog, you know, poop on your lawn? And, and they said, no, we're, we're okay. We're fine with that. And so she said, you better not bring that dog over here anymore. And guess what happened? That neighbor served her a, what, a restraining order to not, you know, come over or not threaten. I go, you got to be kidding me. Over a dog, a restraining order, like you're going to hurt them? I go, well, you know, let me tell you a little story. I had a neighbor like that. And her, their dogs were barking like from 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock in the morning. And it was like echoing in my house. And I went over there in my pajamas and I said, do you not hear <laughs> the dog? No, we don't hear, we don't hear it at all. I'm, okay. So the one time during the middle of the day, they were, the dog was doing his routine. You know, dogs, you can't really reason with them. 
Stop barking. Oh, oh, okay, my bad. I didn't know you were. <laughs> <laughs> ruff, 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 ruff. I went out. Ruff, ruff, ruff. So I said, so one time when I thought they weren't home, I had the hose and I just sprayed it over the fence, right? But I didn't stop them. So then I went inside the gate and I go like, can you, be, can you, can you stop barking? And they were home. Oh, Lord, they were very mad at me. And they said, they called the police. And they asked the police, what can we do to, for, against this guy? And the policeman, thank God the Lord is on my side. He calmed them down. He came over and he said, you know, that's not good that you go over there. Just try to work it out with him, you know. And, and so the Lord made my enemies be at peace with me. And then as the, as the days and months went on, I started helping them and being with them. And one time her daughter... They robbed her house, and she thought her, they thought her daughter might have been captured, and I was there to calm them down. I fixed things around the house for them. My son and I, I dressed up as the Easter bunny and hopped over there <laughs> and gave the baby some candy. And then she said, you know what? You're the best neighbor I ever had. I go, oh, thank you. Make my, even my enemies be at peace. Praise the Lord. Okay, last couple things. You ready? You, you want to pick up? These are good blessings, aren't they? Amen. Okay, so uh, it says here, Hebrews 6.10, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown towards his name, in that you have ministered and do minister to the saints. Matthew 10.42, And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water, I know it's cold water, not just ordinary water, cold water, in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall no, no way lose his reward. So the, the, the third thing is, he'll give you reward. In this life, he'll give you reward. He'll bless you and take care of you. If you give to the poor, you've given to the Lord, and he will repay. And the last thing in Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord rather than for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. What is the reward of the inheritance? The life to come. You get, to inherit, you get to have heaven. Amen? So he blesses you in this life and in the life to come. Are those good things? Yes. Praise God. Let's go over them again. The benefits. Whatever we ask, we receive. He gives us the desires of our heart. He causes our enemies to be at peace with us. He will not forget you. He will reward you in this life. And he'll reward you in the life to come. Amen? Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, I just thank you that as the people have heard your word, that they're inspired and encouraged to please you, have a life pleasing to you day after day, more and more, to do those things and study to show your, themselves approved unto God. I thank you, Father, that you're watching over them, you're encouraging them, that you're strengthening them. And I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in their life. As the word has gone forth, we give you the praise and the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen.